0: Kia and welcome everyone. Today we have here with us Claire T. Weha. Harita and I are interviewing her and as a, as a way of introduction, let me start by saying that Claire is passionate about helping mothers find their worth. Well, what I mean by that is that she's currently producing a documentary with the team that explores the rich diversity of motherhood and the far-reaching skills that the experienced leads, yields. Um, Over the last four years, she's had the privilege of interviewing hundreds of parents and learning about the unfathomable, unfathomable, wow, that's a challenging word, challenges (laughs) that face daily, that they face daily raising children. And it has been an experience that experience that has inspired her to showcase to the world what we're missing in our perception of motherhood. And she'll be able to talk to us about about this a lot more than I will. And this basically um, covers how these how the skills of motherhood or parenthood um, are transferable skills and are and competence, competencies that make parents incredibly valuable individuals, both in the workforce and in the society. She identifies as a um, freebie, so that's a French Kiwi, a <laughs> mom of two daughters, a digital marketer, and a French tutor at the North Cross Intermediate Auckland. Hello, Claire. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Kia ora, ladies, and thank you for having me today. Very grateful to be with you. Yeah, just get that closer to you.
0: Close,
1: yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So, um, first things first. What made you work on this documentary, and what gave you the idea for it? How did it all start? Right. So I kept bouncing off obviously this question when you sent it, yeah. and the only thing I can point out is like what made it start. Um, as cheesy as it may sound, was ultimately serendipity. It is at least the thread, the connection between all the events that took place Mm. to lead me to work on a documentary right now. Um, The reality is my thoughts in regards to motherhood, and it's quite an ironic situation where, like most in the Western world, it wasn't something to aspire for. Um, I grew up in an environment that was very patriarchal, mm. uh, south of France and rural sa- south of France, influenced by a culture, mostly Italian culture, even though it's the south of France, but mostly Italian culture, and a language where you realize that the main grammar rules is always masculine beats mm. the feminine. Yes. So all my I would say my perspective on motherhood was really conditioned to believe it's something that sits in the background and it wasn't something that I really wanted to be one day. Um, So this is how my journey basically started, an approach and perspective on motherhood. So it's quite ironic to end up doing a good documentary to showcase all the benefits from the experience. But here I am and the next event that led me there where it was to become a mother by surprise i um i didn't plan on it also because i have a condition called pcos polycystic Mm. ovarian syndrome and the chances for me to become pregnant were remote Mm. which i was perfectly happy and fine with this idea um but yeah one day it happened and um, it took place at a time when I was just about to move to New Zealand so I was living in the UK and two weeks away from making a big move to New Zealand with a man I just met a year ago a year before that So (laughs) yeah it didn't happen at at a good timing it didn't feel like it was good timing to become a mom And um, that was on a personal level, because on a professional, it was just also so not the right time. I just started co-founding a mobile app venture. And in tech world, becoming a mom was just like, Mm. that's not fitting. Mm. Um, So the most sensible Thought and reaction I had at the time was to go through an abortion process. Mm -hmm. I ended up in an abortion clinic. This is how, unfortunately, motherhood started. And um, after uh, several meetings, I just couldn't go through with it. I was left just before the pre-surgery meeting um, with the feeling that I may commit a big mistake. I may regret it. What if one day I want to become a mom... And it's not happening. Um, I had enough people struggling with fertility issues that I knew what it could represent and how it could haunt me. So I decided not to go through with it. I decided to jump on that plane and <laughs> to <laughs> arrive in New Zealand and to embrace the experience, uh, kind of, because in whole honesty, even though when I think about, you know, what are the Big proud of achievement that I made, yes, giving birth was amazing, raising and keeping alive to children, fantastic. Yet it came with a degree of resentment. I was again very ambitious, career-oriented. And when you end up on the couch most of the day, mm-hmm. breastfeeding, changing nappies, and just your world evolve around a child, it was very hard for me to see, wow, I'm building myself up mm-hmm. through this experience. It was the reverse. And, um, yeah, so I, it came with that resentment. And at the time, I was also working on setting up another venture, and for that venture, I had to conduct a lot of market research, interviewing parents and moms, essentially, on what were their biggest challenge, what they had to overcome, how did they overcome that challenge? That was always the question that I was asking. They helped me to realize that the challenge, the skills that they had to build to overcome those challenges were very powerful. It was really through sort of like introspection. So if they could do it, if this were the skills they were developing, I was in the same bag. I was also developing skills. I was just completely oblivious about it. Mm. So it was a real like self-therapy to run those interviews and to realize, wow, I'm getting a lot more from this motherhood experience than I thought, thought. it would be. And when you've got that sort of epiphany, if- you're like, what if I'm, you know, that realization would help others because it ultimately diminished my resentment towards the experience. So then instead of thinking, oh, I need to build a business, oh, I need to be this and that career, I need to go back into work, I need to do Suddenly I was like, OK, maybe I just accept it. You know, mm-hmm. maybe I just yeah, I take a year off and I, and I raise my child instead of running after a career, that, you know what, maybe it will come because I'm building those skills and those skills will matter in the workforce or mm. in a venture that I decide to set up. Um, that's how it came about in regard to through motherhood. This, what came after to come to a documentary, it is real serendipity again. Because I kind of pitched the idea to the partners, the team that was initially working with me on the venture, that this kind of thought, the change of perspective on motherhood, what could we do to bring it to scale, to recognize it, but at scale, not just us, not just through an academic paper, not just for the elite, what could be done? And Mm. I was like, well, documentary would be fantastic, Documentary can approach so many people. Um, but that was more for fantasy. Um, none of us had any background in filmmaking or any remote connection in the industry. So it was only by luck, a week after bringing up this idea, that I bumped into who would become now our film director, AJ Reed, um, who made it a reality. It was, I approached him through extra work that I was doing on the Lord of the Ring. Again, oh, as cool. A, cool. As just as a side yeah. thing that a friend of mine registered me in. She yeah. Claire, yeah. you just need to get out of the house. <laughs> and, okay, oh, that's a great yeah. way to do it. Let's do something <laughs> different. <Yeah. laughs> so she booked me into those Lord of the Ring and yeah, got on a set. Literally a week after having that conversation with my partners and... The first person I started to talk to was AJ. Um, In learning that he was a documentary filmmaker, award-winning documentary filmmaker, I obviously immediately jumped on him and said, can I ask you some questions? Do you mind if I take you for coffee and just explore? And I kind of um, grabbed him into the project. He became really interested in it and involved and decided to be our filmmaker. So he, from there, really took it to another level mm-hmm. what do we need to do to get to produce a documentary and that's where we are now so we have aj as the film director as sran who's in sydney who has been more of a my business partner with the venture and romas malevicius in england um, we're more the producers, so working in the background bringing yeah. up the research yeah. organizing yeah. the interview who do we need to interview like i yeah. had yeah. done that research yeah and um, we have James Crawford in the US, who's I would say the most experienced in terms of like documentary making applying for grants and get a, getting bigger projects, yeah, yeah. bigger funds. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Okay, so tell me, um, since it's all about
0: understanding and recognizing these skills that are transferable. Tell me a few, f- few of the skills that are very obvious, but we don't necessarily make that connection that you've obviously
1: identified in your documentary and research. Yeah, so I'm going to go, like you said, with the most obvious first. And the one that people usually recognize, oh, you're right, motherhood develops skills, is always the time management, organizational, yeah. project management skills. Mm. Now, that's great, and it's absolutely part of it. In my personal journey, I drew parallels with entrepreneurial skills, simply because I was raising, I was yeah. starting a startup at the time, a venture, and I kind of became obsessed with the fact that I was very good at recognizing the value in entrepreneurial skills, but very poor at recognizing the value of the skills from motherhood. Yet yeah. yeah, they were very similar. Yeah. yeah, Their time management, organizational skills... Um, problem-solving as well, it's on a daily basis when you're a mom and when you're an entrepreneur. There isn't a day that goes to plan Mm -hmm. or matches your expectations, and you have to be okay with that and move on and keep going, right? There's no option, no other options. So these are the most... Sorry, I'm trying to bring back my notes. (laughs) (laughs) I know where I went. Um, yeah, these are the most obvious skills. What the research and interviews, particularly with the mom, put me to explore and reveal was the less obvious skills. And in fact, the most in-demand skills. I, for example, interviewed um, women entrepreneur, a Taiwanese woman entrepreneur, very successful. She didn't need motherhood to be a successful entrepreneur or human in society. She was already there. When I asked the question, what sort of entrepreneurial skills you think motherhood has helped you to strengthen? Her answer was empathy. She mm-hmm. couldn't think of anything less. Empathy, she never really had any In from her culture. It's something, especially in the work environment, there's very little room for yeah. it. Going through motherhood helped her accepting that other people go through challenges as well and we can manage that. And it helped her become a better leader of her own venture because of that. If she didn't have had motherhood, she would not have built that sort of empathy towards the people she led. Um, So that was a fascinating one. Creativity is the other one that I come back to. Um, Creativity, gosh, especially with the pandemic we just passed, being in lockdown, yeah, mm-hmm. how to keep your kids occupied? How to keep your kids occupied? <laughs> You've got to build a creative yep. brain yep. for yep. it. Um, so that's that's the other non-recognized. The um, the one also I felt personally was like what motherhood really taught me as a skill that I didn't have in the past, that I really lacked in the past, and that helped me to be a better entrepreneur. And it sounds crazy, it's not oftentimes an entrepreneurial skills that we mention, but it's self-care. And I was at work a worker colleague before. I was perfectly fine working all the time to my own detriment. Mm. I ended up three times in hospital because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, under the age of thirty. I was overworked. Mm. Being a mother, you can't afford that. Being a mother taught me that I had Absolutely, to learn how to take care of myself, how to put certain boundaries, how to look after myself. And prioritize that, because it depends, yeah. Absolutely, how to prioritize. It's very easy when you're a mom to put the children first, and you see it, especially when you interview many women, it's oftentimes, oh, I'm the martyr. I put my, yeah, my needs Yeah, in. self-sacrificing. You know, it's okay to pay uh, yeah. for a $700 stroller mm-hmm. so my kid can have a really good ride, but it's not okay for me mm-hmm. to have a massage or yeah. to have a personal trainer postpartum so I can recover my pelvic floor. It's so common. Yeah. It's so common. Um, in my in my personal journey, it was really important because I was here as an immigrant. I didn't have any family to help me raise my children. Mm. And when it clicked that if something happened to you, your children mm. are on their own. Yeah,
0: they're yep. dependent on you. You have to Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Suddenly
1: you start taking care of yourself. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a great motivation. <laughs> and that's when, you know, looking at the entrepreneurial journey, the one that I studied before kids and the one I studied when I had kids, Is very different. It's two worlds apart. One, I was absolutely burned out, working 24-7, nonstop my head into it. This one, it's a lot more of an organic journey. Yeah. Mm. It's happening when it needs to happen. And it's not at the detriment of my own health or my family. Yeah. And I learned to put those boundaries thanks to motherhood. So it's not a skill that we necessarily think about Mm. as an entrepreneur, but it needs to be part of the equation if we want to run something successfully.
0: Mm. So can I add, like, follow up to that? But so I know you mentioned motherhood and um, obviously, you know, we're we're assuming again that the mother is like the most, um, the primary caregiver. And again, in a traditional setting, the father or you know the male parentage kind of goes back to it's work and just winner. kind of resumes yeah. your life as normal hmm. well almost not necessarily all the time um, Have you also looked at what role does the father play or does like are, have you interviewed people who uh, or sorry men who've kind of taken on that role of being the primary
1: caregiver at home and have they have you had drawn parallels around those two experiences? Absolutely, 100%. And um, don't ask me you know, to bring up all the data or all the evidences. <laughs> I'm going to say watch the documentary when right. it comes out. Right. It was very, very important to me yeah. to bring up the father's perspective, mm-hmm. yeah. Good. To, fa- to bring the father's impact in that journey. It's not a job done on your own. Yeah. Um, in some cases it is, but if the father is yeah. there and he can take on certain um, roles in raising the children, it benefits both of us. Um, And it was necessary to also make that documentary with a male perspective for that reason. So we are sure to demonstrate what's the impact when the man is engaged. And I'd like to say that it doesn't, like somehow we shouldn't does it matter what your gender is yeah right because ultimately it's an experience 100 mm. you're going through does your gender or what you assimilate assimilate yourself to matters when it's an experience where you're learning skills mm. yeah it completely doesn't yeah right um so yeah that was um
0: that's fascinating thank so, you so
1: In terms of your documentary, how far and wide has your research gone? Like, are you only focusing on New Zealand women or is this a global project? And how many people have you interviewed so far? Right. So as an immigrant, again, um, Mm. limiting myself to New Zealand was impossible. Uh, (laughs) I also come from a multicultural background personally, and I always thought that's a benefit and not a disadvantage. Yeah. And we need to be able as human species in order to work together to recognize these things like multicultural approach to something. And when it comes to motherhood, so when I started the research, it was really outside of the New Zealand boundaries because my network was non-existent here Mm. in New Zealand. In comparison to the UK, France, the US, Australia, Japan. Like I had people from all across the world that I could interview and reach out to, to ask those questions. And again, you're like, wow, it really doesn't matter the culture. It doesn't matter the socioeconomics. We are all going through a challenging, very challenging experience. Some would qualify it as the most challenging experience they had. And we are all learning skills, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So the research took, I would say, a wider perspective when I started it. Now, what I found through the documentary making, it was actually harder because you don't start telling a story with a very wide angle yeah. and bring it to a very narrow lens. It's yeah. the reverse. Yeah. You start yeah. with a narrow lens and you open it up to a wider angle. So that is the readjustment I had to do yeah. through the documentary project. And thanks to AJ, thanks to James, they really helped me narrowing like how to start from New Zealand, yeah. which yeah. serendipity again ends up being... One of the best places to start the conversation. We have here in Aotearoa, New Zealand, access and exposure to an indigenous culture that reached higher gender equity than we ever had in our Western world. Mm. You can see it through their history. Women could be chiefs. You can see it through their rituals. Yeah. Mm. You can see it through their language. There's no she or he. Mm. Yeah. We have exposure again to that. And New Zealand was the place where the suffragette movement started, right? Where yeah. women got the, the first, first country in yeah. the world where women got to vote. So when you start your story in a place like New Zealand, it's very inspiring. You have hope in comparison to starting your story in you know, south of France, rural south of France, yeah. where it's very patriarchal and yeah. there would be no room for that kind of thinking. Here in New Zealand, you think there's potential. Um, and we would be sitting not to explore it.
0: Yep, and yeah. you've tapped so well into that potential. Um, can you also just as a way of closing this, but not necessarily, how can when does your documentary come out for, for for the world and for us to see? And how can people reach out to you if they would like to know more?
1: Right, um, I would love to give you a date on how it comes <laughs> up. <laughs> so we're not there yet, and I'm learning again to take things more organically instead yeah. of setting up a harsh timeline yeah. um we we do have our goals um, of course moving yeah. forward with it with right the flow. exactly but in the meantime two of us two of us producers are parents yeah. and sometimes life happens in the yeah. middle of our best intentions and i'd like to say even a third person recently as of this week joined the project who's yeah. also a mom um you just can't expect and push people to their exhaustion when you're just because of a yeah. timeline, but just yes. because of a deadline. It's it's impossible. So we don't have a date yet. What we hope is in the very near future, like one, yep. two years max, right? Yep. It's going to depend on the funding, and that's our step right now. We um, ran a successful crowdfunding campaign last year uh, to help us do the pitch trailer or bring together. All what we need in order to pitch for more funding, and that's the stage we're at. So right. let's see what comes out now. If people want to reach out, yeah, <laughs> yeah. hearing this story and want to yeah. help us get yeah. funding, I'm absolutely welcoming <laughs> them. Yeah, uh, wide home and the best way is either my LinkedIn profile, yeah, or I'm there's a website mycopu.com. Yeah, um, so my k-o-p-u.com and they will find all our details to reach out that's brilliant thank you so much for joining us
0: claire and we are very grateful to have had you
1: thank you you for having me